Attentive Teaching, Advocating Calm, Cultivating Resilience. Hi, welcome to Attentive Teaching. I'm Cindy Schwartz. On today's podcast, we will take a look at the teachings of Buddhism and how these teachings may help you to teach more holistically and to address your own needs of self-care. Who was Buddha? Well, his real name was Siddhartha Gautama, and he lived in what is today the country of Nepal, high in the Himalayan mountains, between the years of maybe 566 to 480 BC. Now, back then, there was no actual Nepal where Siddhartha was born. The land was part of what we call today India. Now, Siddhartha was a very wealthy prince whose family benefited from living an extravagant lifestyle as members of an elite class of warrior kings who were born into the Kshatriya caste. He was a sheltered prince who married and became father to a child and lived within the confines of his family's caste in this very secluded kingdom, shut off from the world. Siddhartha, feeling bored and empty, secretly wandered one day from his kingdom into the nearby countryside and saw for the first time an old man, a sick man, a corpse, and an ascetic. And he concluded that all of life is about suffering. He was suffering, and it seemed that everyone else was too. But why, he thought. So Siddhartha renounced his royal status, became a monk, gave up all of his material possessions, left his family, and tried to understand the world. Under a Bodhi tree, after much quiet meditation, Siddhartha became enlightened, hence his name Buddha, which means enlightened. He realized how he could be released from suffering and achieve ultimate salvation, which he will call nirvana. He had an epiphany, and he wanted to share his realizations with the world. And so he traveled throughout India sharing what he had come to understand. Here was his epiphany, and he called it the Four Noble Truths. First, he said, all of life is suffering, and we cannot escape that. Secondly, the cause of all suffering is desire. Our desires for pleasure, material goods, and immortality. Buddha also believed that our suffering is caused by our ignorance. We refuse to see the world realistically because the fact is we are not going to live forever and material goods and pleasure are fleeting. Thirdly, he claimed that the only way to eliminate suffering was to eliminate desire. And then in his fourth noble truth, he provided a way to achieve the elimination of desire. And he called this path the Noble Eightfold Path. Now here is where it gets interesting and can directly apply to our lives as teachers. Buddha's Noble Eightfold Path gives us as human beings a clear way to help ourselves if we want to. We can eliminate suffering in our lives if we follow this path. He shared with those who would listen his path to nirvana, which is the ultimate state of being free from suffering, something we could all benefit from. Buddha offered eight practices that could lead to forever peace for an individual and forever peace from being unhappy and suffering. 
Buddha placed these eight practices in three categories. First category is practice good moral conduct, he said. Have right understanding, have right thoughts, and have right speech. His second category was practice meditation and mental development. Do that through right actions, through right livelihood, meaning the right kind of career, and do that through right efforts. And finally, the third category is practice wisdom and insight. Have right mindfulness and awareness and have right concentration. Now as teachers, if we are able to incorporate each of these right behaviors, or at least one or two of them a day, our teaching lives and personal lives could flourish. We could help ourselves eliminate the suffering we often feel from being overworked, stressed, and anxious. I know for myself, when I have made an intention at the beginning of the day to focus on right thought, right mindfulness, and right understanding, my classes have been calmer, more compassionate, and more focused on the whole child rather than just on curriculum. This is not to say that curriculum is not important. Of course it is. But try to consider using this noble eightfold path as a guide to including more SEL into your lessons. Use novels, speeches, artwork, music, or poems that reflect the teachings of the noble eightfold path. And your classes could become, I believe, havens of warmth and greater understanding. Just choose one of the practices as an experiment. Do something different, and you may feel differently. Consider debating with your students whether or not Buddha's underlying premise of eliminating desire to secure happiness is realistic. And even if you may not agree with Buddha's teachings, simply exposing yourself and your students to his path about how to eliminate suffering by incorporating these right behaviors might, just might, ease your suffering a little bit. In other words, bring the Eightfold Path into your teaching and personal life and see what happens. Shifting your mindset to a more proactive one can often provide the guiding light that you've been looking for. I hope today's podcast has provided you with some doable, realistic strategies to help you see your students more holistically and to ease your own suffering, and by extension, the suffering of your students. Let us know if any of these tips work for you, or if you have any suggestions as to what has helped you deal with suffering in your own life or in your classroom. I thank you so much for joining us today on Attentive Teaching. Visit us again for new podcasts that shed light on the challenges we all face in the classroom. Visit us at attentiveteaching.com, where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Also, check us out on YouTube. And subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. This has been Cindy Schwartz. Thanks so much for stopping by. I wish you a beautiful teaching day and great peace in your classroom. Join us at Attentive Talks every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, where we hold conversations with real teachers in real time to discuss real issues. If you'd like to join our weekly chat, join our private Facebook group, Attentive Talks, where we post our Zoom info. That's Attentive Talks every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Attentive Talk is a project of Attentive Teaching where advocating calm and cultivating resilience are our number one priorities.